Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The winner of five Edward R. Morrow Regional Awards, including excellence in innovation. This is News Radio 1120, KMOX. Now, welcome to Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Calhoun and Travis Sheridan on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Welcome in, Michael Calhoun with you this week. Travis Sheridan is out of town, and there's a whole bunch of innovation on tap for us on this Sunday night to talk about. First off, when it comes to how you give your allowance to your kids, perhaps, uh, how do you do that? Do you give them cash? Is that necessarily the most efficient thing to do in this day and age? And and especially when they go out and they're, you know, they want to swipe a, some sort of a debit card, right? And so there's this company called Current that uh, is doing, I guess you could call it parental controls for debit cards for kids and for you know anybody else you might be needing to pay you could use this service so we'll talk with Stuart Sop who's uh, one of those behind current and then when it comes to the changing economy we'll talk with somebody from Accenture St. Louis about an event that's coming up about the new IT when you think of robots transforming the workforce you might think uh, in terms of factories and assembly lines and putting physical things together but robots are doing things behind the scenes when it comes to algorithms and compiling data and automating a lot of things that used to be done manually by human beings. So we'll talk about that. And that's part of what Venture Cafe, which is something that we talk about all the time here on Nothing Impossible. And we'll get the latest on Venture Cafe, including some plans that they have for the Cortex Innovation District. It's all coming up on Nothing Impossible on KMOX. Get ready for St. Louis Uncorked in the newly renovated Keener Plaza, June 2nd and 3rd. Bring the whole family to this fun and free event. Presented by KMOX and American Eagle Credit Union. Serving your family, your business, and your community. Upgrade your Uncorked experience with Bud Light Party Plaza VIP tickets that'll get you specialty drinks, sugar fire, and wine from Cooper's Hawk Winery. Special thanks to our event partners, the Diamond Family and Mass Mutual of St. Louis. For full event details, KMOX.com slash uncorked. Now, back to Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region, on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Welcome back in. Michael Calhoun with you this week, and we're in studio with Tyler Matthews, the executive director of Venture Cafe here in St. Louis, and Michael Gallagher, who's the managing director of the St. Louis office of Accenture. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you. Uh, and so, Michael, tell us about this event that's coming up next week. So much is changing with the economy, as you know, and you're going to be talking about it under the uh, umbrella theme of the new IT? Yes, yes. We're really excited about uh, heading down to Cortex on Thursday, May 25th, uh, around 5 o'clock till 8 o'clock. We're, we're bringing in some experts to talk about what we call new IT. So the, these are topics, um, and I'll use a couple of words here that are kind of geeky, um, robotic process automation, and I'll explain that. Uh, artificial intelligence, cognitive computing, and something that's really beginning to take the corporate world by storm, uh, machine learning. So, you know, if you've been paying attention to computing and computers and that, that um, massive computer in your pocket called a smartphone, 
technology has been racing ahead, and we're starting to see some opportunities with our clients to take it uh, further and have the uh, technology begin to do things for us almost predictively. And so we're looking to have some experts come into St. Louis, describe some of the things we're doing in the uh, you know, RPA, again, robotic process automation, uh, cognitive computing space, and uh, you know, the analytics space. Right? When you analyze data, you observe the way a particular process or function uh, uh, is processed or behaves, you can then alter and adjust. I think for, the, for people not f- terribly familiar with computing, you're reading about um, uh, self-driving vehicles. Well, there's quite a bit of what I'm talking about here in the technology for self-driving vehicles, the ability to learn what is actually going on on a particular street and then begin to uh, adjust accordingly. And machine learning is not just for physical things like a self-driving car, right? I mean, Google's products take advantage of machine learning. That's how they seem to know exactly when your flight is and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. You know, if you think about the experience uh, with Amazon, and this is an interesting one, right? One of our clients recently was asking us, we'd like to have the same user experience for our membership that you have with Amazon. And what was interesting is if you think about this right now, what's the phone number to call Amazon? Right. Exactly, yeah. It's, in fact, it's not on the website. It's very, very hard to find. Huh. A lot of our clients have a phone number, an 800 number, prominently displayed on their screen. Uh, that is, by and large, not a preferred method today, especially with the millennial generation. They really want to execute the transaction. And so, you know, as Steve Jobs used to say, simple is really, really hard so, you know, we're all about applying technology and integrating processes to make simple actually um, easy for the user. And that, that's really what our business is about, helping our clients figure out how can we change the experience they have interacting with our clients' products, services. And so we see this convergence of machine learning, cognitive computing, artificial intelligence, right? We're not quite to the uh, Iron Man Jarvis stage where... You know, uh, Tony asked Jarvis, yeah, give me a red skin. And all of a sudden, everything's assembled on the, uh, on the Iron Man outfit in red metallic. Mm. Uh, but we're heading in that direction. You know, when it comes to that 800 number, so many times you have to deal with one of those systems where it tries to recognize what you're saying or you punch in. I mean, if I'm going to deal with a machine, I would rather just deal with it on an app or on a website instead of trying to co- communicate via voice over the phone with this annoying call center system. Yeah, well, let me, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Michael. Uh, we, we, uh, one of our clients recently told us that their customers were irritated by the uh, phone call people that were responding to their phone calls. They sounded like robots. Well, they sounded like... Like the real people sounded like the, robots? The real people sounded like robots. And the reason for that is they were reading scripted responses. Mm-hmm. What we did is we took the responses and we actually programmed into what's called a bot and, re- and created different um, uh, artificial intelligence type responses that were self-learning. And the, and the library for responses has grown exponentially. People are responding more favorably to the bot back and forth, what's called a bot chat, more favorably than they were getting from a human being reading scripts. So you can see where this convergence is coming. The, the technology now is, is, um, has evolved and is so fast, 
you know, back in the day 30, day, 30 years ago, we had these things called macros when you were using products like Lotus 1, 2, 3, and Excel. You could actually see back then the screens and the way the computer was, was moving the data around on a, on a spreadsheet. Today, the technology is so fast, you wouldn't even see, your eyes wouldn't be, be able to see the processing. So as computing and Moore's Law has evolved, we're getting the ability to do things, really interesting things, with voice uh, and modulation. Uh, we're working with a company out of MIT that is able to detect, if Michael Calhoun tells me he's going to do something this afternoon, I can predict using his voice modulation with a high degree of accuracy, high degree, his actual propensity to do what he said hmm. he was going to do. Is he going to do it? Yes or no. So just by his voice, even if he said, yes, I'm going to do it, we can detect and, and put an algorithm around that and tell you the probability that he will, for example, take your medication. And that's important. That's really important. That's right. the kind of thing we hear about uh, Express Scripts, a local company working on. Exactly. And especially that issue with people uh, complying with their prescriptions and that sort of thing. Uh, when it comes to the intersection of physical and then uh, the digital realm, you talk about robotic process automation. What yes. about that? Yeah, this is um, taking, this is the low end. So if there's an evolutionary scale, if you start on the left and move to the right, RPA or robotic process automation is taking processes like a purchase order and an invoice. And instead of a human being trudging through Excel sheets and, and cutting and pasting and matching the purchase order amount coming from the company that's buying the product with the invoice and so forth. And, you know, these are commodity, not very high-value um, functions. They're not uh, terribly uh, high-level thinking functions. What we've been able to do is apply new technologies that take those rote processes and automate them. And here's what's interesting about this. Whereas a human might do something and take 17 minutes, using RPA, it will take about 17 seconds. And not only that... The robotic process automation doesn't need to eat. It doesn't need to sleep. It doesn't go to the bathroom. It never takes a vacation. So, the, again, the lower-end commoditized processes are increasingly being automated. And uh, that frees up, and it, it does have implications for the, for the human workforce, right? I was going to ask about that, yeah. Yeah, this is a big concern, and, and leadership people and Large companies like Microsoft and Oracle and other companies are looking at this and starting to think about how does this change the nature of work for humans? What is it that humans bring uniquely beyond just matching an invoice to a PO? Where's the, the value? And we've long been about looking at the uh, analysis, right, the, and, and other higher-level functions beyond just rote matching um, work. Because if you're going to have people follow a script, you might as well have the robot do it. Because if you're going to employ humans, I think we've seen this in the airline industry recently, you got to give them their humans, give them discretion, let them use their critical thinking skills. That's right. And there is this, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of writing going on and theorizing about where, where this is going to happen. Bill Gates is actually writing quite a bit about this topic. Um, and it's really sussing out the convergence of humans and uh, technology, and what's you know, and there is an optimal um, convergence there. So, a lot of different viewpoints on this topic. Yeah, that RPA that you talked about reminds me of if you've ever had to for work, you know, copy and paste like a million different things into fields on a website or stuff like just that that stuff that you don't have to think about. It's just 
the same thing over and over and over again. That's what you're talking about. That's right. That, that's exactly right. And um, that's where we're seeing a lot of take up in a lot of our clients looking at processes in finance and accounting where, you know, if you're taking, for example, there's a, you know, uh, not an accountant, but people are familiar with what's called a 30-day close. So you try to close your books every month, you know, revenues and, and so forth. Um, if you're spending the whole month, you know, assembling data into spreadsheets or different forms and databases, that's not a value-added activity. If we can return back time that finance people can spend actually analyzing trends and queuing up uh, questions about what's actually happening with the data and, and, and get rid of the rote um, um, you know, carry the water type work, the matching and data and all that rote uh, commodity work, that's where we get value, right? Well, Michael Gallagher, Managing Director of Accenture St. Louis office, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Michael. And we'll talk with Tyler Matthews after the break to get the specifics on when this is at Venture Cafe and just everything that's been going on with Venture Cafe recently. That's up next on Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis on KMOX. Tom Ackerman, Chris Raby, sports updates at 15 and 45 from the new bold BMW Toyota Sports Desk, mornings and afternoons. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Now, back to Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region, on News Radio 1120, KMOX. All right, welcome back. Michael Calhoun with you in studio with Tyler Matthews, the executive director of Venture Cafe, uh, Venture Cafe St. Louis. Thank you for coming in, Tyler. You bet. Thanks. So first off, this Accenture event, it's this coming Thursday. What are the details? So, yeah, if you've been to a Thursday gathering for Venture Cafe before, um, you can kind of expect uh, some of similar things, but it'll be a much larger scale. So we're going to have Accenture there, uh, and they're going to be presenting all sorts of cool stuff uh, around. They've got, they've got some really cool things they're working on around artificial intelligence, around uh, big data, a lot of the um, kind of like emerging technology that businesses are, you know, this stuff's been around for a little bit, but now businesses are really starting to understand how to use it. Uh, but and beyond just like the cool tech too, I think with their they've got some interesting things coming up around, um, you know, the human side of this technology and what the implications are for unhumanity and how we should be interacting with these things. Um, and so they'll have a, a couple different uh, some of their experts, some of the some of the executive team there talking about some of the technology that, that they've got. Uh, we'll also have some startups from the area that uh, work with AI, some names that you've heard of, um, maybe like Juristat, some other names that you haven't heard of that will be demoing products. Sabermetrics for attorneys. Yeah. Juristat, yeah. Yeah, the Moneyball. Yeah, uh, for, exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, they, uh, so they'll be there, and um, just, just a lot of cool, we're just showing off a lot of cool stuff that's happening in St. Louis uh, around those different areas, those topics. So, um, and, and unlike maybe, and we've heard this before, but unlike the Thursday gatherings, we'll actually will have some food there, mm-hmm. uh, which always, everyone always asks about. So uh, thanks to Accenture for uh, feeding some people in addition to the free beer that we'll have. Um, so it'll be a good one. Uh, so if you're interested in those topics, this is definitely something for you to come out to. Venture Cafe is just, um, well, you've taken over for Travis. That's right. Sheridan, who's mm-hmm. now globetrotting. He was in Australia a couple of weeks ago. He's yeah. in Saudi Arabia right now. Yeah. <laughs> plotting the worldwide <laughs> expansion of Venture Cafe, which, if people aren't familiar, this is a, a concept that began in Cambridge, Massachusetts, right? Right. Uh, in the Cambridge Innovation Center. Mm-hmm. And it was a Boston area only thing until they decided for the first time a few years ago, we'll try this outside of the Boston area and right. see how it works. And they looked across the country, what's the best community for us to try to replicate this in? 
and they chose St. Louis. Yeah. And it's been a huge success. It has. And actually, it's one of the bigger attended ones in the country. Um, and there's several currently up and running. There's one in Miami. There's one in uh, in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. There's one in, that just opened up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, and it's, it's, uh, St. Louis has just, we just pull out a lot of people and just a lot, there's a lot of curious and smart people in St. Louis. And so it's kind of cool to see how well this community's embraced it. So what is this Thursday venture cafe gathering? It's in the Cortex Innovation District. Right. And it's, is it enough to call it a networking event? I feel like that doesn't even begin to describe it, but it might be the best and easiest way to do it. Yeah, we need to think of something better, because like when I think of networking events, I definitely think of people just like hawking out business cards, yeah. um, you know, putting on a facade to try and get, you know, what they want to get out of the of the time that they spend there. And it's definitely not that. And that's what I think make, I actually think that's what made it so successful, There's that there is this very no sales environment. People are coming there to really just kind of hang out, meet other people, and see how they can help. And that's what's so awesome about the St. Louis community in general. And it doesn't help, help you know hurt that we have you know a couple of drinks for people to hang out, loosen up a little bit. And and um, but it, yeah, like you said, not a networking event, not a happy hour. It's a happy medium in between. And um, and unlike networking events too, you know, coming up to somebody's conversation and just introducing yourself and joining in is not weird there, right? So. It's it's a cool the culture that Travis helped build in the beginning is is very cool and it's something that we're very protective about because it's just um, casual and people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Is the term uh, is his term serendipitous collisions? Right. Yeah. And that's that's the whole. I mean, that's really the whole point of it is uh, is to create yeah what we call serendipitous collisions. So you'll get um, it's not just a big meetup for techies, right? Like you don't have to be working on an app to come there. If you're a curious person, you're an entrepreneurial type of person, whether that's in the arts or or in the tech side or small business, like this is the place where people come and they find their next co-founder, they find some talent, they get help with an idea or an intro. We've had people get, you know, find investors there um, or, or even just come to learn because um, we've got about eight to 12 different sessions every week uh, from, you know, last week we had legal or yesterday we had like legal help for startups and we've even had like the mayoral town hall there. So across the spectrum from business to, you know, people who just love to see the city improve and talk about that stuff too. So yeah, you should definitely check out the lineup before you go on a Thursday because all of those rooms are filled with some sort of panel discussion or lecture or group or there's always something going on. Yeah, there is. Uh, and we, I mean, that's, and for us, it's just like, what's cool, uh, what is relevant, what would be helpful for people that are, you know, in this, what we like to call like the zero to one stage of entrepreneurship. And it's just like, you know, they either want to be an entrepreneur or they are and they're in the early stages and trying to figure things out. And so programming is usually tailored around that. And, uh, but yeah, we just like cool stuff. So, um, that's what we typically have in there. Now, when it comes to cool stuff, cool new stuff, there's a lot coming to Cortex right. in the next couple of years. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of exciting stuff. And so, uh, for one, I mean, Venture Cafe Innovation Hall is something that we're going to be opening up next year. And that'll be a Venture Cafe program. There's one in Boston. It's called District Hall. And, um, and, you know, similar to the Thursday gathering, it was, it's something that was successful over there. And they, they're like, let's bring it to St. Louis. I think St. Louis is ready for this type of a thing. And so what and that's going to be in the new development that's happening just to the right, the east 42, of the 4220. So, um, yeah, right next door, basically. So we're, so venture cafe will be running innovation hall on the first floor of that new building. Um, and you know, you've heard Microsoft is going to be in there. They're moving their regional hub. That'll be on the floors above us. Um, so there'll be some cool neighbors to have, but uh, we're looking to basically create a free space. We're calling a civic innovation center 
um, that is just free and open to the public. So anyone that's got a cool idea that needs some extra time to work on their business or their idea, they can drop in for free, work out of there with other like-minded people, have some coffee. There'll be a restaurant in there, get stuff done. Um, so we're really excited about that. So that's going to be a site to walk around. Speaking of like Cambridge, right. you walk around there and you see Google and Microsoft and all those companies everywhere. Square, Microsoft. I mean, they're coming to Cortex too. Yeah, they, yeah. There's yeah. Squares in the uh, in the building right next to us, or you know, on the floor below us. I mean, and uh, a lot of really cool companies. Boeing's got a presence in there, and you just keep you continue to see more big name companies come through because this is where a lot of talent is. I mean, really, just the energy there is so is is, is amazing. So I'm. I feel, you know, awesome to be working down in that area. So Venture Cafe Thursdays is the centerpiece, but now there's right. programming um, in cooperation with Launch Code in, right. on the near north side and also in West County at the new Danforth Plant Science District or the 39 North District, right, district yep. that includes the Danforth Plant mm-hmm. Science Center. Um, tell us about those spinoffs. Yeah, so the Thursday Gathering was continues to do great and grow, and uh, we were like, you know, let's let's take a look at some of these other areas that have what we, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs in, and so how can we reach out to them in their area? So it's you know, Danforth, the uh, what we call Venture Cafe Night, 39 North. Um, and cause the 39 North district is, is basically their cortex of, but for, you know, plant science and ag tech and, um, with Danforth and, and, uh, KWS and Monsanto down there. So we, this is a way for us to engage in that community, you know, talk to some people on the St. Charles and, and West County side. And, and, uh, we have more of an ag focus there. Um, but yeah, still same great programming, come down, have a drink, socialize, meet some scientists or meet some of the, the people running the, some of the companies there in the Helix Center and hear some really cool presentations uh, on what's happening in the area, especially in ag and, and plant science and energy. And then on, yeah, on the near north side uh, at LaunchCo, we're doing what we call Venture Cafe Night Activate. And so we kind of look at um, different, different opportunities in the area, specifically within the Promise Zone, uh, to say like what what can the innovation community do to kind of uh, help this area continue to grow? And but not just like come in and, and throw solutions at it, but like kind of really work with the community there. And so last last Tuesday we had a, um, we kind of pitched to the community, what would you do with unused spaces in the city? And we had three ideas that we picked from, everyone broke out and kind of uh, came up with these new ideas. And uh, we had some really awesome things. One, uh, last night I just met, I ran into a group that was one of the winning ideas and they're, they're getting together to see what they can do with an urban farm in the area and with unused space in North City. And so they're meeting, they're doing like a happy hour slash work session in some, um, in some unused building down there and talking about how they can focus and, and, and make this a real project. And so that's an exciting, it's something we've never done before. And uh, it's, it's turned out to you know, be really positively received. So more to come on that. That's every, and that one's every second Tuesday of each month. And then the Danforth, the 39 North event, is every third Tuesday of each month. Tyler Matthews, Executive Director of Venture Cafe. What's the website for people to all these three different events right. and the schedules and the dates and locations and everything? Yeah, so the best thing is to come check out the calendar because that's where everything's going to be at. But it's it's vencafstl.org, um, where we can just Google Venture Cafe St. Louis. Great. What is the value, do you think, that companies are now recognizing this, whether it's Accenture doing this event on Thursday or across the country, GE just moving from a isolated corporate campus into the heart of Boston on the waterfront Mm -hmm. where they're building a new innovation district there. 
So whether it's the serendipitous, serendipitous collisions that happen at one of these events or just the fact that so many companies are realizing the value, for instance, A.B. Mori, the company that makes Fleischmann's yeast and right. is heavily involved in the baking industry, moved from the suburbs in St. Louis mm-hmm. into the Cortex District. What is the value? Why are companies looking at these districts and downtowns as, as a better option than their own isolated kind of corporate campus island? Well, I think largely it's because they're trying to attract young talent and young talent doesn't want to make the trip all the way out to an isolated work environment where they can't become part of the community. And there's a, there's a community that's formed over, uh, in Cortex. And I think it's large and, and I would have to say, um, selfishly, although I think at the same time too, that, uh, because it wasn't me running it in the beginning, that Venture Cafe had a big role in, in building that community up. And so for them, it's a way to stay engaged, see what's going on and uh, find young talent. I mean, that's really, I think, what it comes down to. Um, there's, you know, and, and, you know, even though we talk about serendipitous collisions at Venture Cafe, you know, if you're running into the same smart people because you've got this dense environment, you're able to run into, yeah, people that can maybe have new ideas, um, new partnerships. And uh, that's definitely a benefit of being down there. And among the companies that have opened outposts in Cortex, I'm trying to think. You mentioned Boeing. I know Purina's there. Santine right. is Centene, there. Santine, Express Scripts. Um, so you've got some big names down there. And then, you know, and then you've got some up-and-coming ones, too. And you've got Stadia Ventures, uh, the venture uh, firm that and Accelerator that works on uh, sports-related startups. And you've got a lot of people moving into the area and a lot of exciting, a lot of exciting stuff. Keep your eye on Cortex. Well, Tyler Matthews, Executive Director of Venture Cafe St. Louis. Thank you very Thanks. much. Yeah. Winner of the National Association of Broadcasters Crystal Radio Awards for outstanding year-round commitment to community service. This is News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. Now, back to Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region on News Radio 1120 KMOX. Welcome back, Michael Calhoun with you. Let's talk about the future of maybe the kids' allowance. What about parental controls for debit cards? Stuart Sop, chief executive and founder of Current and Stuart. First off, just tell us what Current is. Hi there, Michael. So, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, chatting today. So, Current um, is enabling people to better manage their money with their family and friends. That's what we're primarily focused on. Um, We're launching a new product this week, the Current Student Account, which is a smart debit card and app for teenagers with some really cool features. Um, And so, uh, yeah, 67% of teenagers uh, in this country still don't have a uh, digital payment solution um, and uh, and the ones that do uh, don't have the parents don't have transparency or control around exactly where they're spending. So thinking cash and your parents' credit card. And so I guess kids, uh, you know, they're 16, get their first car, have got to fill up gas, and uh, their parents are giving them cash for their allowance still. And so this is a solution to digitize all of that. That's correct. Yeah. So about 65% of parents still giving cash. And as we uh, as we've probably noticed the, the digitization of money, um, parents have less and less cash on them. So there's there's that friction in the family unit. I'm sure everyone uh, can really uh, understand. And then from the from the uh, the teenager side, um, you know, they, they're getting their first smartphones at, at, at 10 years old now, uh, their first regular allowance um, or, or sort of odd jobs around 13. And so they've got the tools and now they've got the money, but they don't have 
um, uh, the hardware tools, but they don't have the software and the sort of the, the environment, a safe environment for for them to learn exactly how to uh, spend online and how to manage their money. This is, uh, financial education is certainly not taught uh, uh, that much in, in the schools of the U.S. So um, we've created a three wallet system: spend, save, and give. Um, which enables parents to uh, be the bank manager and the and and the teacher around uh, the value of money. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about the tools that are that are included in this and and just how how frictionless you want it to be because I know that a lot of people sometimes have frustrations when they're using a PayPal, Venmo, Square, whatever, trying to log in and do this and do that and figure out things and and talk about how, so how your system's going to work. Absolutely, that's a that's a particular frustration for us all personally on in in Team Current as well. Um, so you know, safety and security is a number one concern for us. So you know, as convenience uh, is increased and, and and we remove barriers, security becomes a primary concern. So always balancing that convenience security seesaw is, is our utmost priority. Um, we use biometrics um, as well as uh, very uh, very long password strings. Um, uh, and also employing first-class um, anti-fraud uh, third-party services, uh, and we have an EMV chip um, that everyone will be well aware of uh, that has been rolled out across the country recently. We, that is uh, standard for us as well. Um, and also, just in, in general, our customer service uh, is is 24/7 um, asynchronous as well, meaning you can come and chat to us, uh, pick up the phone, or email us. And so we just wanted to be there uh, for for our customers, both the parents and the teenagers. And and so uh, really making that a frictionless uh, uh, and and easy to use product. Um, In terms of sign up, it's less than two minutes. Um, You you, uh, add your uh, bank account details however you want, either via login or via micro deposit. Um, And then you're able to um, on a weekly or monthly basis, um, collateralize the uh, teenager's uh, current debit account, and uh, and 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 so they get their weekly or monthly allowance and able to spend it. And also in terms of emergency use only, um, we've had some parents ask us, you know, you know, I give them cash. They're you know they're driving somewhere, they run out of money or gas. How can I get them money uh, to them as quickly as possible? If you give them that credit card. You never really know what they're spending or how they're spending it. There's, you, again, you've got to be that bank manager. Uh, and with our system, it's a happy medium. You can collateralize it instantaneously in those emergency uses. But then also on those day-to-day and week-to-week month and, uh, uses, you can see them get the push notifications, see where they are and see what they're doing. Stuart Sopp, chief executive and founder of Current, is with us. And how did you what's – your, what's your background, Stuart? How did you – come to this uh, this idea to to make a better way to pay kids their allowance background was in um, wall street 16 nearly 17 years in trading and trading management um, and, and had uh, very fortunate to uh, live around the world with that job and, and and was a personal consumer of of financial products in in a bunch of different countries so i had great learnings from asia from europe and and having lived here in, in the us in new york now for 6 years i realized that um, there was a little bit of a gap in the market. I have a daughter as well um, who is also um, pestering me for online spend and, and in iTunes and Amazon and such. And and really, it was a natural progression of you know when you're managing money as a trader, you know there isn't much difference and there uh, between that and managing your your own money in a personal way. And just felt like there is something I could give back to my own family 
and as well as seeing the opportunity in America uh, here uh, for something that could be done better. Um, there is a, a big gap, I believe, that the, the existing incumbent banks are not really focusing on the sub-18 underserved market, and, uh, and, and we thought here at Current we could do a better job. You know, Stuart, we see like anecdotal stories about kids who've grown up with iPads, you know, being handed a magazine and they start tapping on it and swiping on it, expecting some sort of, of interaction. So what do you think that this what, what do you think this says and your product says about the evolution, continued evolution of society? And now we're looking at cash disappearing potentially. Absolutely. I've seen that uh, firsthand as well. So, you know, we do have a physical card as well as being uploaded to Apple Pay later this month. So we'll see how kids react to a physical card in the same vein as you've just mentioned there. Um, Maybe cards uh, disappear in their entirety at some point, I believe. Um, Digitization of cash uh, and and the free movement of money uh, is a natural progression. Um, of our society. Um, I, I, I certainly have uh, issue with uh, having a pocket full of coins uh, in terms of change. Um, and there are better ways. And we've already seen an advancement, you know, even in our current product uh, for, for our savings wallet, we have a roundup feature, which is keep the change effectively. So when your teenager goes and buys a Starbucks for three, $3.70, 30 cents can, uh, if you turn that feature on, goes to their their savings account, which is a, is a great budgeting tool. Um, and so really mimicking some of those um, those processes that were very analog uh, for, for, for many years, decades, in fact, uh, and really digitizing them and making them simple and easy to use. Again, our three wallet system is a financial discipline, uh, spend, save, and give uh, that people have been using in this country for many years. Um, they've had uh, the, the mason jar or the envelope um, type of effect, uh, whereby you, you said to your child, hey, here's $20, put $2 in the savings, put $2 in, in that charity and in, in the giving envelope and we'll give it back to our local community. And that's what we've done here at Current. Have you been doing beta testing of this with any families and, and maybe some real world examples of how this has worked out? We have. Um, and, it, and it's been amazing, actually, the, you know, um, to really talk to the kids and the parents separately and then um and then together is is actually extremely enlightening um with the with the teenagers you know there is a friction in the family they they say hey my parents said i would get ten dollars for mowing the lawn or raking the leaves but then really when it came round to it the parent didn't have cash on them and so there was a trust break and and we've seen that a few times and so parents may not know that have this problem because they're trying they're, they're sort of ad hoc um, incentivizing their kids in the family with money, but then not really coming through with it because they have less cash on them, digitization of money. And so we aim to, like, I think, fix that uh, for the kids. And also they noted um, the, the extremely hard and inconvenient way of opening an account for a kid. So um, there was one parent said, hey, we took, um, uh, I'll call him Johnny, but that's not his name, um, Johnny to the local bank. And uh, they asked for, th- for three forms of identification. We thought it was two. Anyway, that was two years ago. And the, and the poor child is, is still asking for a debit card at 15 years old. And so, and so you're seeing these real world problems. Um, and also going to school, like accepting debit cards um, is now prolific around the US. Um, and, and families are having to open up tabs because they don't have cash. So really uh, seeing the real world problem is an interesting way for the parents. They want safety security and that, that emergency use right and, and that's where we're 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 firmly in that um in, in that vector there um but also our addition to the parent is this is that it's going to make your life easier 
um, it's going to make their life safer. You can see where they are. You can um, also uh, help them in their financial education. You know, we, we're talking about allowances, which makes me think, you know, middle school and, and paying kids for mowing the lawn and stuff. But it sounds like this would also be good for maybe a college student who's especially not within a certain distance of the parent, maybe a distance away. And this would be a good way to make sure your, your college student is taken care of, but does not necessarily have the right to go out and just spend a whole bunch of money without you knowing. Exactly right. I've, I've had that, that conversation with many parents already that, you know, these are parenting options and the our feature set. You know, you can block merchants, you can set daily spend limits and all the rest of it. You can you can also uh, stop them taking money out of ATMs so, uh, and, uh, and pause the card. And so the, these are parenting choices that you can, as they get older, you can start to remove some of them. But like, I'm under no illusion that there are some parents out there going, hey, um, I, I'd like to give my son or daughter, you know, two or three thousand dollars here for college, and I really don't want them spending it on going out. Uh, and so, and you can you can enforce and control that with current. So um, we've had that feedback as well. And also for our future product uh, feature set, we've had um, requests for sort of uh, nanny cards and also elderly and infirm parents um, who uh, who maybe uh, forget their subscriptions and may and and also paying carers with cash. So. There is definitely a, a, an amazing um, sort of plethora of, of products that can be done and, and used with Current, and, and we'll make sure they're tailored in the future as well. And thanks for joining us on Nothing Impossible this week. We'll see you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.